0: Hello, welcome to Real History. This episode we are going to be discussing the DreamWorks animated film Prince of Egypt. My name's Hugh David, I'm your co-host and co-producer and with me is...
1: Jenna Paitman. Hi.
0: Hello, uh, our other co-host and uh, co-producer. And we are coming to you probably live on Bunkerzilla if you're listening to us there live. <laughs> if you're listening to us via Bunkerzilla's Mixcloud page or 48 da Publishing Soundcloud page, then hello still, because you've you managed to find us and give us a listen, <laughs> and we're grateful for the listens. Uh, if you get to the end of the show and you like what you've heard, please visit our coffee fi links um, either via our Twitter pages, which we'll announce at the end of... Well, Let's do it now. Jenna, what's your Twitter page?
1: Uh, Nadesco Kitty, which yeah. I know is hard to spell.
0: <laughs> N-A-D-E-S-I-C-O underscore k i t t. No,
1: just one word.
0: No, it's underscore, I checked. Oh, is it? Yeah, your Twitter is an underscore. Oh, fair enough. Because <laughs> I had to message you the other week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I how much
1: I used to... Oh, it is an underscore. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then I can be, with, we can, you can reach the podcast at 4DA Publishing uh, at tw- on Twitter, um, or you can find me at Hugh K. David uh, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, also at Bunkerzilla. Bunkerzilla itself has a coffee for the whole channel. Feel free to contribute there instead. It's completely up to you. Buy us a coffee if you like what we do. So, moving on. Oh, uh, I Prince apparently e-
1: also have uh, the non underscored Nadesco Kitty as well.
0: You have two Twitter feeds? Apparently. Wait, 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 so you're running two separate Twitter accounts?
1: Uh well it only has Woo now on Twitter and that was in two thousand ten.
0: Which one's that?
1: Uh non underscore kitty.
0: Right. So no one's using that. <laughs> you know what you should do with that? Well You should ch- um because you can change as long as it's not taken, you can change the title and keep the account. Mm. You should turn that into your history blogging one or history related one. Yeah.
1: Sorry, that was just funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was no, just like, absolutely. Who's got that one there? Oh, it's ye.
0: Yeah. So, um. Yeah, no, well, don't waste it. Take use it. It's hard enough to come by accounts with certain names, so.
1: Yeah, well, that's the good thing about having the Desko kitty. Like, no one else
0: uses That's true. It. Yeah, that's true. It's what you were called when I met you, so. Um, um, today, Prince of Egypt, you suggested Prince of Egypt.
1: Yes, I did. Cause Do it you is- want to-
0: Tell the audience why.
1: Because it's actually one of my favourite films, uh, which surprises a lot of people because I'm not religious in the slightest. Okay. Um, I um, regard myself as agnostic, so I believe Mm -hmm. that there is a deity, there is a God, but I don't follow an organised religion. Mm -hmm. I feel like I do have leanings towards Christianity because I have gone to church, um, Mm -hmm. mostly for the social aspect, and my daughter goes to a Church of England school, uh, mm-hmm. which we don't mind. And when she's learning about things, we also talk about other things with her. So we actually feel it gives her a more broad education that way. So, okay. And there are kids of other faiths in the school, so it's not like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's... It's one of those films that came out when animation was still actually having a real big high point. Uh, As listeners to the show, uh, my previous episodes might gather, I'm into animation. Animation is a big thing of my life. Um, And DreamWorks had this amazing period where they were doing this stunning 2D work but then Shrek came along and then it was all 3D. Um, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Um, and I've always actually kind of liked the Bible stories. Well, the Torah, the Quran and Bible stories. Because the we've got to remember with the Old Testament is that they are the foundations for actually quite a few religions. Mm-hmm. Or sects of religions as well. Mm-hmm. And... The Book of Exodus, which uh, the Prince of Egypt is based off, is one of the most important. Um, now, talking about Bible stories in general, I kind of enjoy myths as well. Okay, and yeah. That I'm, like, I read a lot of Greek myths and I, I enjoy people interpreting them different ways. Um, just... The multi-day uh, is it multi-dayism when you've got multiple gods?
0: Um, uh, that's a good question. Monotheism is single god. Yeah. Uh, pa- well, we all, uh, we t- religions a that have a pantheon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um
1: so a lot of them, especially their creation myths, are absolutely hilarious, and I love them. Okay. <laughs> Do you know the ancient Egyptian one?
0: Which one?
1: Creation myth.
0: Tell. Do you tell?
1: <laughs> Basically, it's someone wanking um, off a guy.
0: <laughs> oh, of course, the idea of the seed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then that makes sense because you're looking at how humans are created.
1: I know. But and it you're saying, well, if giggle. that's how
0: humans are created, then maybe that's how the world was created.
1: Yeah. It just makes you Yeah. Know. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, uh, but I, I think it's actually, you know, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. I, I'd, I'd call that more reasonable than a lot of other creation yeah. myths. You know, it, it's like of all the things you could have come up with, looking at how humans procreate and going, oh, well, that may be how the world was invented." Makes way more sense to me than, say, uh well, you know, I don't know. Just, just it just makes far more sense. <laughs> because at least you're basing it on something visible yeah like 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 you're looking at humans and you're going no no no, this makes sense it's this this is you know this is the logic of how we create how how things because especially when you look at animals as well Mm. and you go oh look how animals are created you know if you look when you recognize that uh, you know certain mammals procreate in a similar fashion then why wouldn't you extrapolate it back to a to this cosmos yeah. I actually think that's one of the healthiest visions of the cosmos I've heard in ages. See, anyway, I,
1: I think it's partly me being British and getting giggly over anything to do with sex. Quite probably. <laughs>
0: Quite probably. Uh I, I actually I, I I think when you deal with history and when you deal with um um Ethnography and culture and all that. I think we, will you know, I, from I just I just hear what you say and think that makes mo- so much sense to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, um,
1: in my spare time, I do also read two different Hades and Persephone myth comics, oh, cool. which are reinterpreting the myth, which is great. Cool. Because there's a reason it's called the Rape of Persephone, but mm-hmm. the rape in ancient Greece was different to what we associate with the word now. So people are taking it from what it got turned into to now being much more empowering and mm-hmm. stuff. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, I would highly recommend them. Uh, Law Olympus and Punderworld are the two. So, and okay. I actually pay for Patreon for one of them because I enjoy it so much. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a thing with me. So it's not just that I enjoy Bible stories. It's that I enjoy stories of myth and stuff anyway. So, and with The Prince of Egypt, it came out 1998. Uh, As I said, animation was on a complete high. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to go see this in the cinema because my mum would take us through anything that was animated, which was, mm-hmm. which meant that I got to see things like El Dorado and um, Atlantis and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. cinema and get to see them on the big screen, which was incredible. Um, yeah, and so since then it has been one of my favourite films. I've always hated how it's marketed, <laughs> but it's, oh, uh, well... cause they tried to make it very fun for all the family! And it's kind of like how Hunchback for Disney was um, advertised.
0: Okay. okay. Uh,
1: because Hunchback is a very very serious film uh, but they always advertise it with the what's called the Feast of Fools which is the fun part, which is okay. the very animated part. And so it meant when people were taking their kids to see Hunchback there was a big whiplash because right. this film hunchback is probably one of the most adult of the disney animation considering okay. it's dealing with sex a lot of the time and
0: god and mm, mm, true yeah, yeah
1: and um there is some very interesting video essays on how hunchback went from the book to the disney version and you can see how it developed and it is really interesting so mm-hmm. I might link that to you later
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah so this is my babble about it but you watched it for the first time last night so what did you think?
0: Uh, well if all we're talking about is animation then yeah it's state of the art at the time it's exceedingly original in design and ideas uh, it, visually I feel like the uh, artists are working to a totally different cultural brief than the Uh, writers and voice actors (laughs) because you have this you have this 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 this, it's nice to see an american paid movie about the middle east in which everyone is actually uh, vaguely the right color but um but then everyone's talking in american and english and it's the (laughs) traditional thing where look all the english are the bad guys yeah, like, look, here's Patrick Stewart, and here's, um, uh, Ray Fines, and they're the bad guys, and here's Val Kilmer, which makes him a good guy, and, <laughs> and, oh, gold. And you take the one actual Israeli voice they have in the entire cast, which is the great singer Ofra Haza, mm-hmm. and she's got, like, barely a role, plus she gets, you know, a couple of songs, and and no, one song, and that's it, and she's got some vocals in the music, and it's like, you know, really, that's it. That's, we'll that's it. That's one... all we get.
1: One really cool thing about her is that she did all the dubs.
0: Yeah, I can believe that because she's multilingual. Because she's yeah. not an American. <laughs> she
1: did she did twenty six dubs of that uh, I, I character.
0: Could, I which... was I, I genuinely liked her music back in the day. I'm a big fan. I still think her her, her original uh, breakout hit single is a classic. Um, but the 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 fact that she is literally the only Israeli person in the entire cast, you're like, okay you guys couldn't make more of an effort like, like you know the thing everyone accuses ridley scott's exodus of being about yeah you know of the problem with it everyone's like oh he cast white guys in it I, it's really fa- it's really funny i i i i don't want to get into this too much because we're here to talk about prince of egypt but exodus if you actually a watch it because i suspect a lot of people didn't pay attention to and b um it's basically the grown-up version of prince of egypt yeah And I really, really like it. And I actually think it's massively underrated in the same way I think people felt about Kingdom of Heaven. It's got a lot in common with Kingdom of Heaven, including its approach to religion. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that absolutely fascinates me is there are Syrian, Iranian, uh, Greek, Israeli actors throughout. They're just not the lead roles. But that's because he's doing the same thing with the lead roles that you see in Prince of Egypt where there is a cultural setup of who's bad and who's good. Yeah. And the thing is that Bale is not, Engl- is, not the, 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 is not meant to be English. I mean, yeah, I agree there's the accent issues throughout the film, and that is a problem the film has. But one of the things I find interesting is that all the bad guys are mostly people from non-Middle Eastern backgrounds. Mm. So everybody who's English or American or Australian in the film... Is Egyptian.
1: Yeah.
0: Now this, this, and this, this I think adds a really interesting layer because it me takes away this. So you know, Prince of Egypt is banned in Malaysia and Egypt, right? Yeah. Right, and I can understand why, having seen it. Like, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm saying I can understand why the Egyptians were like, yeah, that doesn't make us look good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do you know um, what it's I mean? banned in Egypt because of the depiction of Ramses II. Yeah.
0: And and, yeah, and, and, and you Malaysia
1: know, and, and a couple of other countries, it's banned because of... Yeah, um, I know, their
0: usual issue because of the way they... Same reason they banned Shinder's List.
1: Um, it's actually to do with prophets uh, because in the Muslim faith... You're not allowed to show any of the prophets. You're not. Oh, of to course, do... of so, course. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: very, they're very strict about that in Malaysia. Yes. And
1: people forget that the Book of Exodus is a Muslim me- uh, story as well. Well, the,
0: the, the, give credit to DreamWorks SKG; they didn't. I mean, look at the three quotes at the end of the film. There's mm. a quote from the Bible, a quote from the Torah, and a quote from the Quran, all on the same screen at the same yeah. time in the end credit. So you know, it they... it, it I'll give I, I give give DreamWorks their due. There's a lot of stuff they did that made a real effort to try and do, which in '98 is not what everyone's doing. So well yeah. done to them. I do think that there's some unusual choices that I I was uncomfortable with. I think it's interesting that they don't feel that they can show you the death of the Jewish children. Um, when the firstborns are attacked, except through the hieroglyphical imagery, which yeah. puts a, which gives you a slight distance so you can cope, but then at the end, when it comes to the Jewish God bringing the angel of death down on the Egyptian kids, we see them die yeah, I think that's an interesting choice to make creatively because you're saying it is okay to watch these children die, but it's not okay to watch those children die. Yeah. And I think that was, I found that a little uncomfortable. I assumed that having uh, been careful with showing us ch- child death at the start of the film, or earlier in the film, I thought they'd be that careful at the end, mm. and they weren't. And I was like, why not? Why th- are you making me see this? I it, think it, it, you it's know. to
1: do with the violence, because of... There were swords going to babies
0: oh right yeah no i I, I don't dispute that well, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, but what I'm saying is the, why downplay the violence to one and include the 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 relative violence to the other? Do you see mm. what i mean you, yeah, you, you, I yeah, do. yeah you know God's still killing children, yes. You know, um, so that's interesting. Um, I think the other thing is I find the I'm quite the other thing I found quite disturbing is the sheer volume of comments online saying historically this is such a great film. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, 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 this this is a great you know, great piece of history. But you know, uh, you know there's obviously people who are pro, you know, as you say, you know, have no issue with r- religious myths. But I I was like, oh God, really? Like 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 mm. I'm not going to dispute especially someone who's been to Egypt twice, I'm not going to dispute the the, the visuals. Uh, Prince of Egypt is, is stunning, and I, I thought the opening sequence where the, the slaves are working was very... It, it, it uses what is as, what was as current at the time as historical research was. Yes. You know, it gets across the detail. I, I, I like the idea of the... Uh, the bo- I like the idea of the two princes treating the hieroglyphs as, as graffiti and messing around with it Yeah, you know I like that kind of sense of well what what are people like what do we think people are like now and how would they be around that kind of environment then but then it still needs to have everyone sing in an American fashion <laughs> like, 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 like that's the other thing it's like I don't uh, it's not that I'm against musicals per se. I'm definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely, uh, you know, I, I despite the, the the fact you can't see all the dancing properly. I adore uh, Moulin Rouge, you know, um, <laughs> and and so forth. And there's a whole, you know, there's other musicals I like. But the thing, and uh, I'm Indian. I like Bollywood. It's like <laughs> yeah, not not like musicals. But I think the 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 it feels very kind of weird that every time they stop for a song. It's very much in the kind of Andrew Lloyd Webber tradition of, you know, big Western, you know, pop with a classical undertone. Yeah. Um, like Ofrahaza is like as I said, the, you know, Hans Zimmer does what he can with this because it's a Zimmer score, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, he 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 does what he can with it, but it's not nearly as as interesting as what he ends up doing with Gladiator. Mm. You know, with Gladiator, what he does with Lisa Gerard's voice and trying to find, uh, trying to work his way back to a more historical sound, you know, he could have done that with Ofra Haza for Prince of Egypt, yeah, and he doesn't do it. And I'm actually, as somebody who loves music from not just around the world but around the world and around its from its past, you know, I'm the sort of person who wants to put on. 15th century lute music while we're studying shakespeare in class and kids go what you know seriously i've given i gave up doing that because kids are just like this is weird and i'm like okay this is what they were listening to back right then you're making effort get in the headspace no all right can we have the jurassic park theme sir oh okay um not joking that's what happened i ended up putting on a john williams hits to make them write the essay <laughs> and they all, which they all loved. And it's just like okay, fine. Um, but but again, you know, this is what I mean. It's, it's like so, so so. From the perspective that you and I are taking in this podcast, mm. I think that I'm glad you asked. You, you got me to see it. I Kim saw it with me. She she saw it as a kid. She liked it a lot as a kid. She said, "I'd be interested to see what you think." Mm. She also, as an adult, found it problematic. Yeah, we both were like, okay, there's so much, they seem, like I said, it's it's, it's almost like the artists and the designers were like, right, we're going to get this right historically. We're going to make all this effort. And then they get everyone else and it's like, Woo, American film. Wee musical. It's like, oh yeah, we've got out at the end. We're not gonna wander for forty years and have to worry about tablets <laughs> of stone and <laughs> Yeah. Let's find out like like that's the other thing that really bugs me is like they're making a film where mo- where a a good chunk not all everyone but a, a a decent chunk of the population around the world who can afford to go to cinemas know this story. Mm. As you say, it's a key myth in three major religions in this world.
1: And it's still causing yeah, It's causing well, politic stuff. It, it's still. still at the
0: heart of conflicts today.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. So yeah, yeah.
0: but they don't trust their audience enough to give it the ending that it comes with. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? Like you say, the, the, these are dark. These are times when both Disney and, and DreamWorks are experimenting with some darkness and grown-up. Yeah, but Prince of Egypt feels like a more grown-up animated film. It, it, it's an American film that doesn't. You know, it, it feels like it can stand on a par with Ghibli and you know, French-African animation. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? It's for the family. Adults will get something more out of it as well in a way that they don't always get out of it, you know, without having to have a second layer of jokes put in, Pixar style. Yeah. And and, and and so it's ambitious in that way, but then it doesn't have the guts to go at the end. We Well, this is not going to have the happiest of all endings. Mm. I don't think that you can tell the story of Moses, or, and this is something I thought interesting in Exodus, Moshe, because they give yeah. him a hebrew name in in the in you know Christian Bale's character at least carries a hebrew name mm. and that's a really important part of that film the fact that when he learns with his when the when when he meets the hebrew slaves and they start trying to convince him of who he is they name him using their language and the point in the film where he where he adopts that himself shows him shifting identity you know they don't even bother with that kind of subtlety in prince of egypt when actually it would be quite important yeah you know everyone calls him moses and it's like hang on a minute no the egyptians are going to call him one thing the 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 jews are going to call him another right Mm. uh but anyway so i'm I'm going off on a ramble let me pull back Uh, sorry um (laughs) i thought it was interesting you know his story ends with him not getting to the promised land he only gets to see it yeah god says sorry you've still got to pay you know, yeah. you did some things that were wrong, and you're still going to pay. And that your your, you know your your the the reward for all your faith in me is that you see you, you have rescued my the my people that is your people, and they will make it. Your punishment is you won't. Yeah, and that is important. That's really morally important to the story. You know, you don't end it when they're all wandering off having just. Killed an entire, have their god massacred an entire army <laughs> and they're wandering offside, but you're standing shoulder to shoulder with big smiles and singing happily, and there's a huge desert ahead of them and 40 years of wandering. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you wouldn't, you know, even Kim was like, why? They shouldn't be smiling, they're about to be stuck in the desert.
1: Well, to be honest, they don't know that yet. No,
0: I know, but but it's like <laughs> it's like it's like the end of the sound of music, where like they're wrong, they're going the wrong way. It's like Switzerland's that way, <laughs> you know. On top of which, as I know from when I lived in Switzerland, they would have if they, even if they had got into Switzerland, the Nazis would have still got been allowed to go in after them anyway. Yeah. unofficially, they wouldn't have it wouldn't have stopped them being safe. And it's just like. Oh, it's like, why do American musicals always do this? <laughs> we're going to stop just before we actually get to it. Like, this is one of the reasons I've not watched Les Mis. It's like, I read the book at school. You know, I know the story. I think it's an amazing story. I don't need an uplifting bit of music to tell me. I it.
1: know what we're doing at some point. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: We are, obviously. But if we're going to do it, you and I are going to do both a musical and a non-musical version and we're going to compare them.
1: Well, you've got the TV series that came out recently. There's
0: there's several there's 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 a there's very good French TV versions as well, um which I can get hold of legally. Um no, I think I think we we'll move no, there's there's I'm sure there's at least one movie version which doesn't have music, isn't there? Mhm. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to do a couple of movie versions just yeah. to make it easier on our time span, but um no, we can absolutely. Do that. But, but do you see my point? It's like yes. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disputing the value of the musical. The musical can be an amazing format, mm. and it can tackle difficult issues. Look at West Side Story. Yes. racism, immigration. But I'll tell you what. Having just seen because uh, of course Prince of Egypt is produced by Jeffrey Katzenberg and Steven Spielberg yes <laughs> having just seen that I'm like oh god what's Spielberg's West Side Story going to be like next year
1: <laughs> oh is he making West Side Story it's already
0: made it's in the can they're finishing the, oh, they're just wow. finishing up the post production yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there was all a big hoo-ha about casting and then he went into New York and chose locations and I'm hoping it'll be good and it mm. could well be but it could be that I don't know we'll see yeah We'll see. anyway sorry so yeah that that all came out of you just asking me what did i think yeah. <laughs> sorry that was a bit long um so, uh, yeah so it was i'm glad i'm glad i saw it I, I i think if i was still teaching history to a class i'd use it i would yeah. actively use it i think the opening sequences alone would be an amazing way to teach to help get people in the mindset for uh egypt and um, its
1: scale. Like last yeah, week we yeah. were talking uh, with Tomb Raider and uh, the Assassin's Creed games and getting to see the scale of what these places actually looked like at the time. And I yeah. think The Prince of Egypt is, because it's animated, it's able to get that scale without costing the earth, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of the things that why I really hate that people see animation as just for kids. It's you can you can basically animate what you want without it costing the world. And you can tell so many more stories through it. It's why I'm into Japanese animation because they do do simple down-to-earth stories and they do the fantastical, where mm-hmm. here we just tend to leave it to... Kid stuff and the fantastical, and we are starting to get a lot more adult animation come mm-hmm. through, but mm-hmm. it, it's still mostly comedy, it's not drama or anything like that. So it's, yeah, I am passionate about animation, animation is my big thing. Um, and it's, it makes me sad whenever I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go see Frozen 2, and people are like, Oh, are you t- is that because Evie wants to see? It? and it's like. Partly, but I also want to see it, and it's like,
0: well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is a pure cultural association in the West, and yeah. and and, well, to be fair, in other countries too, there is an assumption that because we show children cartoons when they're young, therefore it must be for children later on. It's not, as you say, it doesn't get. It's increasingly got the kudos it deserves yeah. as an art, as a medium for art, but, but on the wider scale in Western society, in particular, if you speak to people. There is that assumption, yeah. and they 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 find it disturbing when it, the things are animated. I, I think what's changed it in part has been the uh, the increasing amount of adult animation that's been on television for the last twenty years. Yes, you know, I mean, it was over twenty years ago that I saw South Park the movie in the cinema. Mm. You know, and I think I think tw- twenty plus years of The Simpsons, and you know futurama and then we have all the archer and every you know what I mean? I think I don't think you're going to have that problem now with younger generations.
1: Yeah. But at the same time a lot of that is skewed towards comedy. So
0: But but at least it's a start in the right direction. It
1: is, which is great. So
0: I, I mean I don't think they would um I don't know what they. Uh, yeah, I think you may have a point there. I mean, that may still be a limitation, but then Disney used to be skewed towards musicals, so you know. Yes. <laughs> so I think I think we can. Uh, I I think it, it 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 all it all swings and roundabouts. I think you know people will come around to the idea if they haven't already, and I think I think anime in itself has been crucial in bringing people around to that yeah. idea.
1: Yeah, and I think so. uh, also shows like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls mm, and Yeah Ducktales. Um, even like Tangled, the series as well
0: yes. has
1: a massive adult following, and yes. I think that's and it's also that is where we're getting the animated drama, and yeah. it's it's more made for family rather than children. Because mm-hmm. there are some stuff uh, that I've had to sit down with Evie and explain, especially like Steven Universe. There's been quite a few scenes that have terrified her. Which, mm, of course. When I was a kid, that our equivalent was the animals of *Farming Words*. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like animation has always shied away from stuff, and to be honest, it never has. No, I don't but, think it has. But no. it's just
0: that we have a generation that I think are better prepared for it now. Yeah. And like, I think that's that's good.
1: I try to get my uh, father to watch animated films, and he just refuses, and. It's like, you're missing out on so many good stories just because you're refusing to watch it, which kind of makes me sad. And then you come to our house and most of our movie collection is animated in some way. So, mm. yeah.
0: But I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, uh, I think I think if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. I mean, people are free to do what they want. I know. It's, I, I, you I, th- know. Th-
1: I think it's like how some people won't watch black and white films.
0: It's exactly like that. It's, so. th- these are people objecting to the medium... Yeah, not the message because they don't like the medium. Yeah, whereas actually, what you what you and I are saying is that the medium is not the is is something that you should be able to you should work at getting past because the stories told with via it are worth it. Yeah, it's like okay, I so
1: do rec- It's uh, like going back to Hunchback. People were like, why did Disney animate this? And. You again. You look at the advertising, and it's just so like, come to the feast of fools. This is so fun, and it's like, no, that's not what this film is really about. It is, it is. There is partly it about genocide and stuff like that. It's they follow the book, mm. and obviously they change some things because it's Disney, but it's still an incredible film that I highly recommend to people, and it's a reason that it's, although it's a U, it's got a, this might not be suitable for under eights on it. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. it is a violent film. And it's the same with Prince of Egypt, that it was actually classified as a PG, which is very rare for animated films in this, yeah. especially no, 1998. And it's because they were pushing the envelope a bit with what they were depicting. And they treated the Moses myth Respectfully, in my opinion, I think bec- I can completely see where you have problematic uh, issues with it. But because I think I watched it as a kid and I carried on watching it,
0: mm. I, maybe
1: I'm less ex- able to spot those things because it's something that's from my childhood and carried on. So, yeah. well, it's where, one of those things that you, yeah. comes
0: to you. It comes to you if you're ready for it. I mean, it's yeah. like i i there are i'm trying to i mean this when i was a kid i loved action movies right Mm. uh but at least in the 80s as i got into them it was like i was still politicized enough that i was aware that there were some problematic issues Mm. as in who are the bad guys why are they the bad guys and that was a dissonance i had to kind of figure out how to deal with very early on um and over the years it's that's also a thing that's shifted you know my 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 views on things like um law enforcement drug dealing you know uh conspiracies and rioters and how the how how establishments deal with protest mm. is all colored by my background as a south african political refugee yeah. and it's it you know i've i've now because of the uh, sort of the attempt to bring films out of the archive into the world via HD, there's now a couple of action films where, it's, where I, I, am, I can now point to them and go, and this is why, my problem here, and make it clear to friends who don't get it, because in these films, people like me and my family are the bad guys. Yeah. And when you can point at that clearly and go, look, here is someone you know, they are saying that I'm the one you need to shoot. Yeah. Do you now understand the problem? <laughs> um and I think I think that's that's maybe part of why you know like I I, like in the 70s as a kid I went to see Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat Mm. I loved it so you know what I mean it's it's like it's not like I don't recognize why people when they're young and they experience something particularly something more grown up like Prince of Egypt you're gonna go wow you know you're gonna be impressed Mm. um but I think that we need to unpick the layers. I'll tell you what. Something I'd be interested in seeing, mm. although I think it would be very difficult for them to get it made, and I don't know if they'd even want to get it made. But I would be given the the, the current health, very rude health of the Israeli cinema and TV industry. Mm. I would be intrigued to know how they would approach Torah stories. Mm. If they were visualising them.
1: Yeah, that would be very interesting. And uh, uh, how yeah. propagandist as well, kind
0: of thing? Well, I, uh, not to get too far into the, the sort of discussions I imagine the Malaysian censors had, but I, yeah. I feel like that's already an issue here. Mm. Um, but I don't want to raise hackles and, um, you know... it, 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 it <sighs> It's the, If you want to read it that way, there are readings to be had here. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, the bad guys are all English again. Yes. You know, it's a very traditional Hollywood vision of who the good and the bad are and how they're portrayed. Um, I find it interesting that the love interest is sexualized in the artistry very early on. Yes. You know, and that's partly because of how she's presented to the court, and partly how they've—it's a choice. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, you're not—you're not doing that to the other ladies from the in the Hebrews tribe, are you? Really, you know? Really, you know? Is that <laughs> um, little things like that that probably didn't seem to matter at the time? Yeah, because um, they want everyone to code her as the love interest.
1: It's a discussion that is around again a lot of Disney with the more ethnic um, princesses and love characters, is that uh, Esmeralda, who is a gypsy, uh, Jasmine, who is a, uh Arab princess, and then mm. uh, Pocahontas, are all coded a lot more sexy than they are for the white princesses, which can be a massive sort of problem. Mm. So it's that kind of...
0: Don't forget you you should use the phrase Roma.
1: Oh shoot sorry,
0: I have I have a friend who is pot she's yeah. part Roma, so, so Sorry. Just, just, no, that's fine. Shout out to my friend Emma. Um <laughs> if she heard because she's a big animation fan too yeah Um, yeah no it's it's fine it's just it's one of those things we're all learning we're all learning and we're moving forward and we're changing things and things this is again part of being a history podcaster is we recognise the history of the times when the thing we look at is made itself and that's part of the discussion here Um, did I enjoy it overall weirdly not as much as I thought I thought I would Um, enjoy I enjoyed the artistry of it like I said I enjoyed the artistry of it um, I just, it, it it just feels to me like a 20, like something from the 20th century and it's not really my bag now. Mm. Um, and when it came out, I was in my mid, I was in my late 20s anyway. So I don't know. I, that's, that's why I didn't see it then. And it wouldn't have been my bag then. Yeah. I think... If I had been the age you were when I saw it, that was, that we'd be having a very different discussion. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was you know.
1: 10 when I, it came out. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, if you and I, if you and I ever do um, Disney's Robin Hood, which I saw in a re-release in the cinema, which was yes. the first thing I can remember seeing in the cinema as a kid, then mm. we will probably end up having similar <laughs> discussions, <laughs> you know, in reverse, because I'll be like, yeah, but it was so good. <laughs>
1: yeah, you do realise we are slowly going to do the Disney canon, so yeah.
0: Well, I imagine we probably are, but then you're probably going to hear the, the certain me talking the way I did today quite more often. But, <laughs> but but that said, it was a perfect excuse for me to finally watch Exodus yeah. because I'm a massive Ridley Scott fan. And I watched it straight afterwards, and doing it as a back-to-back is really interesting because mm. there's at least two points in his live-action version of Exodus where he is trying to find a visual way to to show something from the bible story and he opts for the basically the same method as prince of egypt yeah. and, I, and i was like there you go because ridley knows his, his his cinema so he'll have known how they did it in prince yeah. Egypt, and you can see him going well that's actually a pretty good way to do it we're going to mm. do it the same way um and and i thought that was intriguing but i also thought it was um i think if you want to see a grown-up version of it in which which, which involve, incorporates more of the historical thinking of current historians, yeah. then I think Exodus is actually surprisingly be- very well thought through on that front. The problem with the leads, as I said, I think is too... Fu- I understand why people complained about it. I find it interesting that the people who complained about it did not highlight the volume of Middle Eastern actors throughout the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm many of whom have quite significant roles. And I also thought it was very interesting that when everyone took Ridley to task for saying that uh, investors won't fund a film with a well-known Arab actor in it, they're missing the point that he's speaking from experience Yeah, because he cast one of the most famous Syrian actors in Kingdom of Heaven... And Kingdom of Heaven, as we all know, did very badly until he had then until he managed to release the longer cut, yeah, and that same actor is in exodus as the advisor to ramses, but nobody mentioned that because mm. nobody knows in the western all the western critics no they don't even know who this guy is, yeah. and like a handful of people mentioned the um Iranian actress who plays um the, what's the name of the character who Moses marries? Um, Stephanie, is it
1: something like that?
0: Okay, well, her character in, the, in Exodus is played by this wonderful Iranian actress, and she's really good in the role, and and she works and she's such a good actress that she's per, she's on a perfectly even level with Bale, right? Mm. Uh, especially as Bale's going through all this emotional turmoil, um, and I was just like. Again, all this criticism of the film when they didn't even look at the film, they yeah. didn't even look at the cast list. I went through that cast list. He cast, he shot this in Spain and Canary Islands, and a little bit in Egypt. And he went through it, and, and I mean, he cast people from all over the Mediterranean who are talented and skilled people. He gave, yeah, you know, he gave Middle Easterners paid significant roles in a big budget Western movie, mm. and instead he gets slammed for not giving them the top roles and I'm like well I grant you he didn't give them the top roles but he did more than any other American or or British director I see making these sorts of films to give them senior roles
1: yeah I think with Prince of Egypt why it's not criticized for whitewashing is because they're
0: well the visuals they're
1: visuals yeah Yeah. the the actors are he just sounds
0: English he's not actually
1: yeah they're hidden by the character the animation acting out for them.
0: Yeah, so. and I think that's one of the things that we need to take bear in mind when we look at animation. Mm. I think that's kind of a really important point when we look at animation, is to understand that... There, there's, a, there, there's a guy in the comments on IMDb who's published a couple of books on animation, mm. and um, I'll have to find you his name, and he was saying he loves this film, Yeah, but he has two criticisms of it. Both of which I stand by. One is he thinks it was... um, He wishes that something as grown-up as... Grown-up as approach as this had been applied to something other than a Bible story. Mm. Because he thinks that would have been more ambitious and interesting. Mm. I think he might be right. Uh, But I don't... I think that's expecting too much from an American uh, 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 company. And then the other thing he said was that the... He he says, in, in his opinion... There is no box office statistic, there's no data to prove that casting, voice casting big stars will get you a better turnout at the box office. I think he's wrong on this, but anyway. He reckons that there's more data to show that audiences get uh, confused or disconnected from the characters when they hear big stars, because they think of the big stars' other roles.
1: Yeah, I, I sometimes find that if I'm watching I think he's things. right.
0: Yeah, I think he's right, because I spent half the first half hour voice spotting. Yeah. I mean, when I was like, oh, that's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and then after that, it's really hard to go, that's the character, because I keep thinking, that's Jeff Goldblum.
1: And the thing is with that is that he's playing Aaron, who is the speaker, who did all the speaking for uh, Moses in the Bible.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I was and like, he did uh... cast
1: him with a stutter.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, it's just, it's, 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 there's all these choices that are made for commercial reasons in both films, in both Exodus hmm. and. Um, Prince of Egypt Prince of Egypt gets all this praise and Exodus doesn't and I find that interesting because to my way of thinking Exodus is the one that is pays much more respect to the current state of play there yeah Um, and also it is utterly spectacular because you're talking about the guy who recreated Rome for Gladiator right mm. you know when he does the plagues oh my god but also his recreation of Egypt as well is 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 stunning i think i well you have to see it sometime anyway yeah. yes. we're we've got enough time left to decide uh, percentages cuz hmm mm.
1: Because it's very close to the Bible story, but the but Bible that's story not history. is that's history. a text. <laughs> yes,
0: that's just a source.
1: Yes, and things we didn't really cover was like the fact of we've discovered in like 2010 that slavery—the way that we did, we show slavery in Egypt isn't the way that it worked—and exactly slaves weren't the ones that built. The monuments, it was actually yep. skilled artisans. And this is when Jenna goes off on a ancient Egypt rant. <laughs> no,
0: but, but you're, 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 you're not wrong, but we need to, that's the thing. We need to give this, this is why I like, this is why I always wanted us to include our percentage as a gimmick, because yeah. actually, this is a good question. When this film was made, <laughs> it was, how historically accurate yeah. was it trying to be? I think it, it was very.
1: 20, it is a 20-year-old film.
0: Yeah, I think for 1998, I think it's it makes a hell of an effort.
1: Um, the other thing that I haven't really mentioned is the fact that they did go to historians and they went to over oh, yes. 100 re- different religious leaders.
0: Apparently it was 160 or something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Um, again, in the Jewish, uh, Christian and Muslim... F- faiths. Faiths, yeah. And so... The amount of detail that they went to and you can see it with the research of the Egyptians and how they are acting. Obviously, again, there's stuff that is going to be like at the beginning when they're having the chariot race mm-hmm. and you see the guy drop down and put a smiley face on the pharaoh. And obviously, mm-hmm. that's, that could have happened, but it's not. No, but it's, I think we we, we there's
0: there's enough indications of graffiti throughout history. Yes, and also so, the so fact I'm, of So I'm I'm okay with that.
1: Everything that seems to involve Egypt, they like cutting off someone's nose.
0: Yeah, again, <laughs> how much do we know about punishments at the time? How much? I mean, again, it's all, as you say there's been no, another the 20 stone, years of the, the, sorry?
1: the stone noses.
0: Oh, that well, that's because everyone wants to make the Sphinx joke.
1: Yes, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like an asterisk when obelix accidentally knocks it off. You know. Yes. Um, no, I, 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 you know, we have twenty more years of archaeological research, further findings in the record, greater analysis of the texts, particularly now involving people who are language natives in the languages, and you know, we we have so much more information now. So, yeah. but to judge the film. The Prince of Egypt as it is as it stands from when it came what kind of percentage would you give it for history versus reality versus well versus realism I guess
1: Yeah
0: or versus Again fiction? also
1: Sorry. because of the supernatural sort of elements as well it makes it well I don't want to call it supernatural cuz yeah, yeah call it
0: supernatural that's what it yeah. is
1: It's just mm. If I said 40%
0: that's not bad. I was, yeah. I was, I was heading for fifty myself. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think for its time, I think it made a massive effort. Yeah. I think it, I, I would argue it makes more of an effort than a lot of Disney films mm. to get its historical period reasonably accurate within the knowledge of the time. Yeah. I think it makes a real effort to do that first before it then leaps off into being action adventure musical um so i'm happy with 50 yeah uh i'm even tempted to go higher into 60 because of some of the interesting choices it makes about dress hair skin color yeah um so you know i i would be willing to go and also i think the hieroglyphic sequence itself is, is a stunningly clever idea so yeah. so you so, so, you know i think i'd be willing to creep up to 60% maybe yeah uh, maybe. I don't know what do you think
1: again I think like a few times ago it was I was doing the 40 60 thing but I wasn't sure yeah. which way it was I think I'm there again so I think okay. I agree with your 60 because yeah it is I think it's difficult remembering that it is a 20 year old movie
0: yeah so yeah
1: and also, this was actually a film pitched to uh, Disney originally by oh, Katzenberg sure. uh, before yeah. he left. Uh, yeah, basically. exactly. So, so no
0: surprise he took the project with him. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I yeah. I would be interested to see. I would be interested to see what the Egyptians would make of what well, you know if they wanted to make a historical animation about a period of their history. Mm. I I think the first question would be: Would they do the pharaohs? Yeah. And then I think the second question would be, if they did do the Pharaohs, what would it be like if they did it?
1: Um, I it, would
0: be genuinely fascinated by that idea.
1: It most likely wouldn't be Ramses II. No, of course. Because it's been proven that it if this did happen, it wouldn't have been Ramses.
0: Yeah, for a start. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but this is my point. The moment yeah. you go to the historical record, there are other stories to be told. Yeah. And I, and I personally am... While I don't expect the Americans to fund those, I would be interested to see in this day and age people making animated stories about their cultures and their mm. country's histories and telling us the stories they want to tell us. Yeah. Um, but I also understand why in the current climate in that part of the world most people are probably thinking of other things rather than let's spend some money on an animation <laughs> um it's you probably know, not
1: on the top of that list
0: no exactly so i think i think there's uh, uh, you know one of the things I've i've criticized i've used this as a sounding as a starting point for criticizing a lot of western animation and ideas but let me say something positive in their favor mm. um a friend of mine who's a film producer allowed me to read a script he wrote many years ago that never got made in the end although he was trying very hard which was an a grown-up animation but aimed at children that 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 was kind of a sort of uh in the way that japanese anime occasionally does it it was a uh, it was a, a cleverly fictionalized view of being a child in a war torn country. In other words, it's appropriate for a number of regions in that area now. Yeah. And when I read it, even though it's an Englishman writing it, and he's being very careful not to just to name names or create places so that you know that so that this becomes any one place. Yeah. In doing that, he achieves something more timeless. Mm-hmm. You know? Something more like a myth or a parable, because this felt like it could be anywhere mm. that's suffering like this right now. Yeah, and I, and I and I think sometimes that can be the advantage of having a cultural outsider tell the story. Mm. They can see how it resonates on a global scale. Yeah, I think the problem I have with. Despite the fact that American soft power means most people think this is what an animated film has to be, so now everyone is like, "Oh, we've got to fit songs in and stuff." Mm-hmm. I feel like actually, what we need is more of the things that feel more timeless and more kind of, you know, you if if you if he, if my friend had managed to hire the right animators, bringing in the right team, you know, you could have ended up with something that would play anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and people would get it whereas i think the problem with something like this is it's incredibly specific and mm-hmm. you you either you either buy it or you don't but if you buy it then that means you're accepting a whole bunch of other assumptions yeah um but anyway that that's my issue so with the remaining few minutes we've got um where does it in terms of, you've seen more animation than me mm-hmm. where would you say this sits probably i I, I know I've seen a lot more films than you because I'm older, but I don't. I wouldn't say that I've seen necessarily more animation than you. Yeah,
1: I. Um, I tend to be watching animation most of the time. Exactly. So, so I think.
0: Yeah. On that basis, where would you place Prince of Egypt? You've, we're giving it 60% history versus 40% fiction in terms of how well we think it portrays the history. Mm. But do you think it is one of the best examples of an animated film? Conveying history does that sixty percent put it high up on the list, or do you feel that there are better examples?
1: I feel like there are better examples, although I can't name them off the top of my head. Okay. Um, a lot of the time, animation does treat history as a plaything. If that makes any sense. Of Um, course, films films generally do. Yeah, but more with animation, like like Pocahontas. Mm. Uh, how she was aged up and John Smith was made a handsome man and mm. stuff. Um, Mulan, where <laughs> she wears a kimono.
0: <laughs> I know, oh, God, I know.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Americans, they just can't seem to separate Japan and China. No. Like, uh, guys.
1: <laughs> there's reasons that they don't like each other. Um
0: I mean, this is yeah, well, yeah I mean, you know you, Kim always points out to you and me and everybody who will listen, and rightly so, the problem with the casting in uh the 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 casting Spielberg did for memoirs of a geisha, yes, so problematic, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to make the geishas Chinese, even uh. though Chinese actors, even though they're Japanese characters, and that means that the Japanese will be busy. Treating Chinese women badly. This doesn't echo anything from history, badly, does it? No. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, Especially sorry.
1: Time, same time period. Yeah, uh,
0: exactly. But yes. Um, so sorry. Yeah, my my. Where do you think it sits in the in animation?
1: I'm going to score it differently. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a musty.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: As in, it's an important piece of animation. It is the spectacle the artistry in it is incredible and a lot of the subject matter is treated with respect obviously it still has the very silly moments a lot of the mm-hmm. animals are animated very cartoony but I mm. think that's where they felt like they could get away with that oh
0: I love the 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 ram at the at the, at the waterhole yeah look at the ram's face I was like <laughs> oh you're so cool <laughs> Like, if the ram had started speaking, I'd have been okay with that. What? <laughs> Moses, what are you doing here drinking my water?
1: <laughs> uh, it's... The things that they were going to do with it, like uh, Ramses was going to have two evil cats compared to Moses's two good dogs, and
0: uh.
1: they were going to have a talking camel. Um.
0: <laughs> so it was. So that was when it was a Disney project, I imagine. No,
1: that's uh, this is uh, in the... even curve. DreamWorks was still yeah. thinking
0: of doing that. Well, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. So, so you think it's a must see? Yes. Do you think? Can in the in the last minute or so, do you reckon that there is another animation film? that is better than it at in on the history front cuz if this is a must uh, see you're placing it right at the top near the top yeah
1: i'm not i'm placing it near the top because of the fact of as an animated film i'm not placing it because of its history if that makes sense sure
0: no i understand okay now um, i'm talking about it in, yeah, in that I'm double just, combo
1: i'm just trying to think cuz a lot of the films that i watch that have any history to, in them are not well done, but they're still fun films like Anastasia. Where...
0: Yeah. Okay, I see your point.
1: Yeah. So, where... so this
0: still ranks high on that front too. Yeah,
1: because I like how bad the history is with with Anastasia. I would still highly recommend it because it's a fun film.
0: But Prince of Egypt scores higher on both on the animation front and the history front. Fantastic. That's a great note to end on.
1: I'm just going to say to people just watch more animation, please. All right. There we go.
0: Alright then, Uh, so uh, thank you if you've been listening, this has been Real History, we've been discussing Prince of Egypt, uh, which has come out fairly well compared to some films we've done this season one and uh, we will talk to you next episode very soon.
1: And for those listening live, have a great holiday.
0: There we go, thank you very much. Bye. Bye.